you can do as much self-care as you want, but really it's not going to heal what's on the inside. Yeah. Only God can do that. Yep. So. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dude, I Love That podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Liv. And this uh, week, we have a very interesting and I think very insightful topic for you guys. So our topic is um, pop culture phenomenons that have invaded the church. And that's the capital C church with yes. the capital C. So it's all churches. It's not just your own home church or our own home church. It's just churches basically, I would say all over America. And I would say all over the all world. Over the world. <laughs> yeah, Especially all over the world. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to hop right into it. These are going to be some main points that we kind of um, discussed previously. So um, if some of it kind of seems like we've really been over it before, that's because we have. We've had a lot of conversations about this. This is something we're both really interested and passionate about. Mm-hmm. So we've definitely um, dove into this before, just the yeah. two of us. So well, that's and why... we haven't gone as deep. That's the yes. thing. We're actually like going deep into the meat of things in this episode. So I did just want to say that. Yes. So I think this is just something that um, we both felt like we wanted to share with our listeners. Yeah. So, okay, I'll just get right into my first point. Um My first thing is the idea and practice of meditation. Now, um, I know meditation has been prescribed lately by a lot of um, the medical field. I would say like a lot of doctors, a lot of um, psychologists, therapists. Actually, when I went, um, I recently was having issues with my heart Mm -hmm. and I went and got like a bunch of tests done and was actually put on medication. And then I go for my final thing and she's like, "Um, I think you have generalized anxiety. So I'm just going to prescribe you um, yoga. And like, just meditate and, you know, whatever. And I was just like, is she for real right now? Like, I genuinely was taken aback. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I just wanted to give everybody like an actual thing that happened last week. Yeah, that this is true, serious. It's, it's, it's on the roll right now. It's on a roll for sure. And I think that it's just interesting the wording that she gave because like, you can't really prescribe she yoga. put it in air quotes but i was just like you can't prescribe me medi- i'm like where is my help like, yeah like that needs something help yeah i know that's a little a little sketch there especially because yeah. it's like a medical professional and like they're just giving out you know well, and saying that i have generalized anxiety like yeah life's life's crazy like, yeah not only that anxiety. but i think that since it was a general practitioner or a specialist for a heart i think yeah. that she should have at least referred you to um, a mental health specialist first before like yeah. officially diagnosing you with something because to me that's just like a little just um you're just assuming yeah you know well, and honestly like it wasn't even it's not generalized anxiety like it's definitely something else and but... you know your body best so yeah yeah but no i just wanted to like give everybody a heads yeah, up that it's good it to was have... prescribed to me it's like... good to have real world examples because yeah. if not then you're kind of just like okay well this doesn't really apply to me but to like right. hear it from an actual person yeah. who's, who's you know experienced this it's no, 100 interesting and i actually i i used to kind of dabble in practicing meditation and i, I dabbled I, yeah <laughs> i dabbled i mean because I, I i wasn't like obsessed with it so i guess that's i was here and there kind of back and forth on it and i did yoga for many years so um yeah um yoga i think we're going to save for another time but meditation is just something i wanted to start out with because um there are these like apps out there now yeah. that some of them are actually Christian based that help you do like guided, <laughs> quote unquote Christian based. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's what they claim to be on their websites yes. and everything. And um, I'm not going to name them in particular just because there are so many and I don't want to like. Actually, can you name a couple that maybe people should stay away from that you've heard of? Because um, this could be helpful. I forget. I think that. 
Well, first of all, calm. I know that calm yeah. is a is a huge one for people, and um, I think calm. That one is a completely secular one, from right. what I know. So that one, to me, it's kind of like eh, a little sketch. And then there's also the biggest one for the secular, you know, population is called Headspace. So oh, that one, that. yes, a lot, a lot of people use that one, and I've I've heard you know many recommendations for that one. But that's just one that's kind of they use like visualization methods and breathing methods. That oh dear. Um, may become a little sketchy you know it's it just all depends upon your own perspective actually can I say one thing yeah do you know um I had a family member in the hospital for almost a month and um they had a psychologist just come around because they like check on everybody and just kind of do routine things Mm -hmm. and she actually guided my family member like without asking through a meditation um from that one headspace and i was listening to it and i'm like uh can we just like stop this this is so like this is the sketchiest thing and it was totally like visualization and you can imagine yourself doing this and i'm like no we need to imagine ourselves turning this off because this is absolutely not right well what exactly it was the beach one right it was the beach beach. one and like walking on like a sidewalk or something stupid i was just like no like you need to ask somebody yeah, ask permission. And I think also there's there is a difference between imagining a scene in your head versus tricking your body and projecting it right. to be in that location. You know, like yeah. tricking your your nervous system and your physical sensations into thinking that you are actually at that place. Cause that's basically yeah. like projection. Like it's kind of it's 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 almost like a quasi-ish like sister cousin to like astral projection mm-hmm. but you're like inside yeah. your body and like know what you're doing and you're conscious it's yeah weird it yeah and i i think that for me i know from my own anxiety and my own anxiety journey um being able to imagine a relaxing place has definitely brought me a lot of comfort you know especially if i'm in a very high anxiety situation but never once have i ever gone through like a practice of being like, and you feel the sand beneath you. I was just about to say that. And you're sinking deeper and you smell the sea salt and you feel the waves crashing on you and blah, blah, blah. There has never been a point where, well... Okay, I actually take that back. I've I've been through <laughs> I've been through guided meditations where people are guiding me. I've never yeah. personally done a guided meditation like from my own self. It's right. always been another person that's like either or an app. Right, yeah. an app or like a yoga instructor that would, you know, guide us through a meditation after our practice. That's the only time I've ever been through um like someone leading me. And can you clarify this was before you came a Christian? This was before I was saved. This was uh, prior to 2016. 2016 is around the time that I got saved. I became a Christian and gave my life to Christ. So a lot of things that I had done in the past before then, um, it is it is tough. It is tricky. And this is why I see such an appeal for these types of practices is because they make you feel good. Yeah. There's no denial of that. They make you feel good. You feel relaxed. You feel at peace. But the thing is, it it lowers your threshold just enough to allow the exact opposite thing to come in as well. You know, you're lowering your threshold. You're lowering your 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 guard of your heart and your mind. You know, you have to you have to keep your mind protected. And um, the only way to uh, to for me personally, the only way I found true comfort was was through Christianity. But to each their own. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people have benefited from meditation. Um, it's just. I know that 
as far as church and the Christian, like the Christianity side of it, meditation is not necessarily something we should have in our like spiritual toolboxes, you could say. Yeah, I would say it's absolutely not something we should have because if you consider yourself a convicted Christian. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this episode is geared towards um, like the things that we're saying are geared towards people who have accepted Christ. And if you haven't, you know. That's totally fine. Yeah, and maybe you can gain some, you know, truths or something from this yeah. that helped you learn or, you know, got encouraged by. But don't even feel, you know, worried or offended that you don't agree with these things because we're we're certainly the last thing we want to do is to force our beliefs and what we, yeah. you know, love onto someone else. That's not our intention at all. Yeah, but, but we, this episode and the topics are more geared towards, I would say, for this specific episode, for Christians and mm-hmm. this is something that Christians seriously need to think about because people um, that are developing their their convictions. Yeah, yeah, because this isn't like we're not bringing up things that are a game. These are things that you can find in scripture. These are solid um foundational pieces that every Christian needs and with pop culture so invading the church right now, we want to bring some of these things to light because if you've not heard about it, then how the heck are you going to help yourself? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can't do anything about it if you've never heard. So that's why we want to bring these things to light. And we just wanted to explain that in case anyone was wondering or anything like that. So yeah, there's one last thing I want to touch on in meditation. I know we kind of like took a little bit of time on that, but (laughs) no, no, it's my fault. I'm just rambling. But anyways, um, I just want to say that there are some scriptures in the Bible that talk about meditating on the word of God. Yeah. And I think that this whole idea of meditation that's gone through pop culture has kind of almost perverted the meaning of the word because um, meditation in the Bible means just really soaking in the true word of God and his scriptures and what he says about us. It's not about clearing your mind. It's about turning it towards him. So I think that that's, that's the type of meditation and the type of meditating that we we really need to focus on. Well, and in the Bible, meditate actually means to think on. Hmm. So it's not, it's not, you know, get in a dark room and, you know, say these certain things and clear your mind of, of everything. It's think on frequently mm-hmm. the scriptures think on frequently um the word of god and so that's where i think even we should honestly at this point in the bible we should probably just take out quote unquote meditate and say think on there probably are other translations that oh, there um, are yeah. remove that that uh word because it can be really confusing especially to a new christian yes mm-hmm. i mean they could be so led astray by just a single word and that's probably why they would see that and think oh okay when well, then they will turn to these types of apps yeah. and these types of guided meditations 100%. thinking that it's something that's you know biblically sound but yeah yeah anyways um yeah i'd love to hear your topic the the next one that you had yeah so we actually both this is something that we're both kind of passionate about mm-hmm. is music yeah. And I think for a lot of Christians, they think that, and even just maybe people in general that that have that kind of subconscious thing of like, oh, I don't know about this. But I know for Christians and um, like people that I know and myself in particular, music is something that is extremely, um, it's, it's a very weighted thing. Even in the Bible, um, you know, Lucifer was the head of worship. So don't think that music has no power. It absolutely does. And so when it comes to music, I think the church has been so incredibly lax. And, you know, the Bible says how many times, how impactful words are. And if we're filling our minds with raunchy, hypersexualized, drug glorifying music, then how can we have a pure heart and mind before God? Like, honestly, having that within our, our souls and our conscious, like, how can we come to him with that. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't come to him with that. I'm saying, how can you um, basically know that you've done right before the Lord? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and 
I think this isn't me at all saying that you should listen to Christian music all the time. I certainly oh, don't. Me either. I, I actually am very much so um, going through a journey right now trying to find Christian music that I agree with because there are certain things happening in the world right now where um, Christian music is being, uh, for lack of a better word, perverted. And so I rarely listen to Christian music except for like some worship music, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not listening to like Christian radio or anything. So I want to put that out there. Um, but this is me saying that as the body, capital B, as the body of Christ, we need to stay vigilant and we can't sit there listening to a former Nick star talk about how, you know, God is a woman, uh, which is so offensive to me, honestly. Like, I don't want to get worked up here, but that is extremely offensive, especially because she uses a capital G for the word God. Um, but, you know, there's like 90% or more of the rap and pop songs are out there glorifying sex and drugs. And also it has this other turnaround of, um, you know, them talking about being saved from their sins, being freed by God, like um, hope, hope that God will forgive me. Like there's a lot of religious undertone, which to me, like that's such a strange combination. It is. How did they even come up with that in the first place? It's misleading. It is. It is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's so true. And I know for me, like there is a period of time where I, and I don't want to like I'm not trying to dog on anybody mm-hmm. at all. I'm just saying like what my personal experience was. I had a period of time where I literally would only listen to rap music and I'm talking like like rap music. Mm-hmm. And the fruit from my life was horrible. I mean, it was just I saw this decline in in the way that I was thinking and I was depressed. I had anxiety. I was you know, like thoughts would come to my mind that I was like, well, where'd that come from? And the minute that I stopped listening to these things and, you know, started kind of renewing my mind and getting those things out of my life is when my life started to turn around, I started to read the word because, you know, when I was younger, now this was back, I don't know how many years ago, like probably seven years ago. So I was still like pretty young. And um, I just thought that the Bible was like boring. And when, you know, like kids think it's yeah. just like, it's not the first thing you want to go to. Um, but I started reading the word and I started getting renewed and I started saying, oh my gosh, like I even listened to one of the songs the other day. Like it came up in, in a Spotify playlist of like mm-hmm. things that you used to listen to. And I was like, this is horrifying. I would never, if my child listened to this, I would freak. And so it just shows like, we have to stay vigilant and we have to keep our minds, you know, clear. And I think one thing the word says is um, it calls us to have a sober mind. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't refer to like alcohol. It means um, not having those like outside things soaking your mind. And basically if that makes overtaking sense. your thoughts. Right. And because s- at that point you were thinking thoughts that yeah. you weren't even, they were like so automatic and so yeah. like not yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. But like if the Bible calls us to have a sober mind, how can we do that when everything going into our ears is about alcohol, drugs, sex and money? How are you ever going to have a sober mind with that? A freaking man. Dude. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there because that's this is something that I've personally dealt with. And it for about maybe like a year, year and a half. This was my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to honestly say the things happening in my life were I, I never want to go back to that. Never. Because I saw the things that I was gravitating towards. And it, if I look back right now at the lyrics, I guarantee you it's those things of those songs. Mm-hmm. The things that they were glorifying, the things that they were um, saying were good or the things that felt good or the things that pleased their flesh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to get all, you know, Christianese here. Mm-hmm. But um, if you are saved, like I do want to just speak to you right now and say, if you're listening to those things, honestly, take a hard look at the thoughts in your mind and the things in your life and say, is this, would I listen to this in front of the Lord? Right. 
that's yeah. something to think about. And do you have anything else you want to say about I this? I think with music, I think that it's it's interesting that you just said that and talked about your experience because I um I definitely noticed a shift in the type of music that I was listening to once I was saved. And it wasn't even like a conscious shift. It was mm-hmm. something that just naturally came along with yeah. me um gearing my mind towards more positive and happy and beautiful and spiritual things. So I, you know, when I was first going through my whole mental health um, thing that was happening to me, I I was listening to some pretty depressing music. It was very oh sad. Gosh. It was very, I mean, I, I listen to the, these songs now and I'm just like, how in the world did I even, why did Function. I listen to these? Yeah. yeah. And I, no wonder people were like, what is wrong with her? Like, what is she listening to? You know, I'd be playing it in my room and my mom would be like, what are you listening to? Like, this sounds so sad. Okay. Can I ask so, you a question? Yeah. What, like, can you maybe name a couple artists and you're not, you're not bashing them. You're just saying like personally mm-hmm. for you, what you were listening to and the effects it had on you. Yeah. Well, um, number one, the first person that comes right off the bat is, um, nothing against her. I th- she's an incredibly talented artist and I still kind of struggle with, um, not listening to her today because I just I think her voice is beautiful but Lana Del Rey oh yeah okay um yeah she's not super popular but um her like she's definitely got a niche yes her first um album I was really into um her and her second one too both are just very very depressing very dark and wow I don't know if it's just what I what I needed at the time in order to cope because I was already feeling so bad inside that I just needed something to like outwardly express like what I was feeling inside but I do know that if I were to continue to listen to that music today it would definitely bring me back to that headspace and it would definitely put me in a put me down the wrong path for sure it puts you in a mood and I'm not talking about like hashtag mood I'm talking about a sad mood (laughs) yes and so now whenever I start to feel you know kind of on you know on the down downward spiral i try my best to avoid um any music that's like that because it instantly puts me back in that headspace again and i i know that there are better ways to cope with and you know where it leads yeah so why would you want to like continue to be sad yeah you know and it also just kind of gives off a bad reputation like oh she likes that type of music like what I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard her her music. I heard like Summertime Sadness with Calvin Harris or whatever. Yeah. That's some the only thing I've ever heard. Some of her songs are, I mean, it's only certain songs that you're like, whoa, this is really like dark and like Oh, sad. wow. But um, a, she has some like popular songs that aren't as, you know, intense, but kind of along those lines of her, she just, yeah. those those types of things. But there are other bands I'm sure I just really can't think of them right now. She was like my main my main one yeah but one thing I do want to say especially like going back to the fact that like I don't listen to like quote unquote Christian music I'll Mm -hmm. listen to like worship music but it's I wouldn't say it's like a daily occurrence Mm -hmm. Um, and that's nothing against that at all it's just honestly personal preference and personal Mm -hmm. convictions I know people that like they really feel like the Lord's calling them to like put all that other music aside Mm -hmm. and listen to Christian artists or like worship music 90% of the time. That's totally cool. It's whatever your personal convictions are. And if you aren't saved, maybe this will just give you some insight, even like to what Allison was saying about how that certain music puts her in a headspace that she knows is, is not good for her Mm -hmm. and just for her mental health. Mm -hmm. So either way, I think anyone can get a little nugget from this, but I do want to say that for me, I've been able to find um, genres that I listen to, they're speaking on things that are impacting people and they're saying like, hey, you know, like let's band together. Like let's, you know, think on things that are positive. Let's not let these things get us down. Let's 
um, be true to ourselves mm-hmm. and not, you know, do what everybody else is saying to do. Um, and if you want to like know who any of those people are, yeah. if you're interested in who we listen to, please hit us up on Instagram. We would absolutely love that. And we would love to, um, you know, give you some recommendations, yeah. some, some music recommendations. Maybe we could even do like a little Instagram story post or something. With we some, should do with like a, a, um, yeah, like a playlist. We can post playlists. Because I'm definitely into like more alternative music. And I yeah. think that you, we have slightly like, different music We tastes. cross over in places. I'm definitely like, I love alternative music as well, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely listen to more of like the post-hardcore like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it. But yeah, if you're interested in music that we listen to that we personally don't feel convicted about, then let us know because yeah. we would absolutely love to share it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something that we can put on like our Instagram highlights or something. Mm-hmm. But let's see here. The next one. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting. Um, So this is something that really <laughs> irritates me. Um, So this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. But the fact that I'd say almost every, if not every, Christian I know was allowed to watch and read Harry Potter growing up is very concerning to me. Um, this isn't me trying to be like higher than thou at all. Um, this is just personally, I, I'm honestly like appalled. Um, so the very essence of Harry Potter is literally honing their skills in the occult. So let's all just take a minute there. Um, <laughs> Pause for reflection. Yeah. Uh, the imagery in the movies um, from like what I've seen in photos or memes or something. I, there was like a Voldemort meme going around like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. But the imagery in this movie is so dark and disturbing from what I've seen. Um, that's just, I mean, right there is already a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, but when the Bible clearly states so many times in scripture that witchcraft is an abomination. It's not, he's not like, oh, I don't like it. It's an abomination um, by... Uh, the verse Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 14. If you want to go look it up, it names a bunch of things there. But why would we even entertain this franchise if God literally calls it an abomination? Like, what are, what are we doing? You know, like, I just want to call it into question. Um, but I really love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 21. He says, you can't have it both ways. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and also at the table of demons, which witchcraft, Harry Potter, all of that is demonic at its very core. Um, and then what I really like is the Corinthians say, but we're allowed to do anything because we have free will. Right. And then Paul says, yes, but not everything is good. Mm-hmm. Not everything's good for you. Yeah. So I just really wanted to throw that out there because that is something heavy on my heart. But also I remember I was just like re- researching, excuse me, on this topic. And I came across something that said that Harry Potter contains demon possession, drinking of animals, blood a satanic human sacrifice, and more. Now, I don't know if this is true. I've never like watched the movies, but this is what I've read and I checked it a couple other places and I saw the same things kind of over and over. Um, obviously, I'm not saying that's maybe 100% fact. Um, and some never of those watched. things could be subliminal too. It's maybe something right. that you wouldn't right off the bat see that that's what it is, but yeah. that's maybe Because you've never watched a Reddit, right? I've watched the first movie and I read the first book, but honestly, I just never got into them. I never got into the books and I just never wanted to watch the movies. I didn't ever have an interest in watching them, uh, pr- probably because, you know, some of them were really kind of scary looking yeah <laughs> but because I was so young when they came out so yeah yeah I think the first one came out when I was born <laughs> probably so, yeah I mean I'm just saying but um yeah I just get so concerned that the church sits by idly and allows their homes to be filled with occultic imagery and items from this show it's like I don't I just like what are we doing I think what's unhealthy uh, sorry to no it's okay it's okay go ahead I just think what's what's unhealthy about it is how far people who are fans of it yeah. take it because I 
I don't know. I've kind of gone back and forth on this topic for a while just because um, to me, there are other movies that are kind of on the equivalent of what Harry Potter um, portrays and suggests and people that watch it and kind of just leave it at that don't seem to have any personal connection with it. But there are some people out there who are like diehard fans. They're making like their own stories about like the characters on the on the movies. They're going to like Harry Potter world. They're getting all the like, you know, fancy schmancy, you know, wands and learning the spells and all that. I think it's when you're incorporating it into your own life and you're living it out almost as if it is real. It's that's kind of like concerning. Okay, that's, you know. So I guess it's just it's all about kind of staying vigilant in that way. Well, and also why are Christians going to Harry Potter World? You know what I mean? Like why because now it's because there's this they're fans of the show. Well, but now there's this whole thing I was actually listening to <laughs> Ryan Reese. Um not another plug, but I'm just saying. Um I was listening to something he was saying and now there's this new feature where you can get a wand and you like say the spell mm-hmm. and it'll like do things. It's like an interactive Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that is straight up you participating in witchcraft. I don't care if you think it's fake. The the devil's still going to use that as a foothold. I'm just I'm just saying. And not only that, but um, a lot of the spells, uh, for what I've heard in these movies, are obviously made up words. But like you don't know what you JK, don't know what they're you don't know about. what J.K. Rowling has is deriving these spells yeah. from. So maybe these words are things that you you know yeah are calling 100%. on certain. You know you don't know. Yeah. So uh, the the other thing I want to say is. Would you honestly hang a pentagram on your wall in your home? Would you think that's okay? I don't even know what that is. A pentagram? It's like, you know, it's like, um, it's like satanic. It's like the symbol. Oh, I may have that okay. wrong, but basically, yeah. Pentagram Penta as in five sides. So it's like a five- It's a five-sided shape. star. Oh, yeah, in a circle. I'm sure okay. you've seen it. But I'm sure I have. I just, I didn't know that that's yeah. what it was called. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. But um, if you would not hang one of those in your home, then- like, why would you have these things in your home? Why would you have Harry Potter and the items from the show and wands in your home? It's the same thing. It's just, what do you want to look at? Mm-hmm. So the other thing is when there are Christian Ouija boards being produced now and being what? used to, yeah, Christian Ouija boards, just let that sink in, in churches that are blatant witchcraft, you know, we can't let ourselves get desensitized to things like Harry Potter because the more and more you watch that, the more and more it seems normal, the enemy is going to come right in. Mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to use that. So we've got to stay sharp and on guard against these kinds of things. And I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm not saying you can't watch, you know, like Halloween movies or anything like that. Like go to you, Disney World instead. Yeah. Yeah. You need to <laughs> just be on guard and stay sharp. And especially if the Bible is calling something out specifically saying that it is an abomination, we need to take that to heart. Mm-hmm. He's not just talking for his health. Yeah. He's talking for your health. And going back to the sober-minded thing, it's it's yeah. about being able to differentiate between um, fantasy and reality, and knowing that, um, you know, like we were saying in the in the in our previous episode when we were talking about shows that had impacted us or inspired mm-hmm. us, we kind of gave examples of certain shows that we don't personally agree with every single thing that goes on in the show. Yeah. Yet we still watched them and gathered some things from them. So that's not to say that shows like Harry Potter aren't. They don't have good nuggets. However, we should not be supporting a franchise that is blatant witchcraft and is going against something that God says is horrible. And kind of almost gathering this cult following and making right. it seem as if everything that has cut, that has sprung from J.K. Rowling's mind is truth and is is some new form of of a religion or spirituality or whatever you want to call it. I don't know, just. Just staying alert and knowing the difference between the fantasy and the reality of it. Well, and the fact that now witches outnumber, um, oh, what was it? 
was it like presbyterians or yeah something? presbyterians that's it i was about to say pentecostal that's totally not it um which is outnumber presbyterians i'm fairly certain it's that um you can go look it's a pew research study um that's and they're all younger they're all like like late millennial like early gen z so you know i mean take that to heart mm-hmm. these are kids that grew up watching harry potter like do you think they just got it like out of their hat no, they they're watching these things. They grew up with it. They learned these things. They learned like you can have this magical life. No, that's fantasy and that's fake. Mm-hmm. Um, but witchcraft is very real and it's not something to mess around with. So, yeah, I hope this didn't, um, you know, horribly offend anybody. Um, but this is something I really want to talk about because these things are so easily considered a joke and oh, well, it's fake and witchcraft's not real. No, witchcraft is real. Human sacrifices are taking place. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. It really is. So Allison, do you want to talk about your next point? Because I totally went on like a serious rant there for a little (laughs) bit, but go for it. You needed to let it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my last point is, um, basically the whole idea of this self care movement and self love movement that is going on throughout our culture and especially in social media culture, like hashtag self love, hashtag Mm -hmm. self care, you know, self care days. That's just, um, something that, I, I'm a bit conflicted on. So um, here's basically my gist on it is that our society has become really focused on the self and putting the self first. Um, And while it's super important to take care of yourself, there are times where you have to set the self aside and serve others. Uh, Not only is this what Jesus preaches, but this is what many of the teachings of the Bible preach as well. And sometimes we'll apply uh, scriptures strictly to our own lives and forget that, um, a lot of these scriptures are talking about an entire nation and that nation being God's holy people. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, that's great that you, you know, put on that face mask today or like you, you yeah. know, <laughs> took that bath today or whatever. But like preaching that like you have to set aside everything in your life just to make sure you're completely comfortable and happy and in the best like conditions every single day. First of all, that's not realistic because life doesn't work that way. That sounds nuts. Second of all, when you're only focusing on yourself, what impact are you making on this world? Well, and that's not to say that you shouldn't take care of yourself and that you shouldn't, you know, if you're like a busy mom, that you shouldn't set aside like an hour for yourself a week or like, you know, maybe 30 minutes a day where you can just like chill. Right. That's, we're not saying that you shouldn't take care of yourself and let yourself go. Yeah. I think, um, I think what it really is, is it's just the same thing we were talking about with meditation, that the word and the practice of meditation has just been perverted by society. And I do believe that that's what's happened to the self-care movement. It's Mm -hmm. just become emphasized and over-exaggerated to the point where people are just, um, it's a very, it's a very, um, the idea and concept behind it can become self-centered. And as someone who, um, like we were talking about earlier, has been on a certain you know mental health journey and learning how to take better care of myself and my mental health, self-care has been an, like an integral part in mm-hmm. my recovery. And so yeah. I'm not saying that self-care is like something you shouldn't be doing. Right. I'm just saying that when you are putting aside like helping others all the time just because it's like oh well is this going to make me feel bad am I going to feel inconvenienced or uncomfortable right by going out and you know volunteering on the weekends or going out and you know helping out this one family that I know that needs help or whatever it may be if I'm always choosing myself over other people that's when it becomes too far because the Lord has told us that you know you're not always going to be comfortable on this earth. You're always going to have trials and tribulations, and and being human means being uncomfortable. Basically, like right. you have to go. Life's through. uncomfortable. Yes, and so it's almost in a way like our society has kind of turned into this like 
coddling thing like a like a yes yeah, exactly we can't coddle ourselves we can take care of ourselves but we can also learn to find that healthy balance i think there's a difference between coddling and care yeah you coddle a young baby but when it gets to the point where it's like you know you're not breastfeeding anymore and you're it's like able to eat on its own we can't coddle yeah you're caring for them then you know what I mean? Like there's there's such a difference there. I love that you said that because that is so true. And I think even saying the word coddle in this situation is like such a good example of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can go into so many other things with this, but mm-hmm. I think that's such a great, um, I don't know, overview yeah. of the situation. So I love that you said that. And ultimately, like we we can take care of ourselves in certain ways, but God is the ultimate healer. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's going to take care of us. Our lives are in his hands. So you can do as much self-care as you want, but really it's not going to heal what's on the inside. Yeah. Only God can do that. Yep. So. Yeah. So true, man. Yeah. So true. I think another thing that the church is really um, taken on itself is the your truth, my truth situation. And I won't go too far into this. There's like a whole, you know, I mean, you can go into just so many different avenues with this, but yeah, the church has just really taken on the whole your truth, my truth stance. And um, that whole thinking is the core of postmodernism. And I know so many people get irritated about the whole postmodern debate and whatnot, but I'm just saying things that have become apparent to me. So this is a common new age thought. This is like, this is not biblical. Um, and to me, it just it gets really scary when truth is all relative to the person because then that calls the Bible, Jesus' life, I mean, everything into question from the pulpit, Mm -hmm. which is the very place that we should be preaching the truth, right? So, and especially like as the body of Christ, if we're supposed to be portraying the truth, which is Jesus, it just gets really um, disturbing (laughs) when everything goes from black and white and true and false to whatever's true for you is true for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that fact in itself is makes no sense because if the truth's all relative then how is a person driving their truth yeah you know and that's where you start to get into the waters of postmodernism and getting all weird um but it just the church needs to stand on its own we're called to be set apart so why are we trying to sit there and be like the world i know so many people in like especially more the youth side or the young adult side of churches are like yeah you know speak your truth and it's like no we don't need to speak you know Let's speak Julia's truth, truth over there. Yeah, let's speak the truth because it doesn't matter what, you know, Libby over there thinks because Libby's not perfect. You know, mm-hmm. she's doing her own thing. She's got pitfalls. But let's think about how would Jesus approach situations? Because if we are really Christians and we're born again, you know, why would we look to anybody else? Mm-hmm. Not to say that you shouldn't have mentors and, and things Spiritual like that. Mentors. But yeah, but it doesn't mean that you need to agree with everything they say or, or allow their quote unquote truth to rule your life or mm-hmm. to rule their lives. Like we need to really um I guess just think think for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and and test these things against scripture. Is um Jackson's truth, does that line up with the Bible? Oh, it doesn't? Well then that's an issue. You know what I mean? Then like it's if not they're, really the truth. Yeah. If they're saying they're they're if a they're Christian. That they're a Christian. Yeah, if they're saying they're a Christian and they believe that, you know, um that God created the earth in a day. And everything in it and all the animals and blah, blah, blah in a day. Well, then uh, Jackson's got it wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you you can't line these things up with scripture. So I hope I said that correctly. And I hope that, yeah. that it's it's 
palatable. Yes, I guess. it can get a little confusing because, you know, it's like, okay, if you're speaking your truth and you're a Christian, wouldn't your truth be the same as my truth? You know, that we right. believe that, you know, Jesus, you know, came down, saved us, died for us. So th- there are certain things like that. But when you look at the nitty gritty of it and you go down into the details, you're like, oh, they do think something slightly different than what right. I believe. So maybe this isn't exactly the truth, you know? Yeah. So I think that if you're, it's just, it's, it's, touchy territory when you are a Christian, especially yeah. because, you know, for people that, you know, have not been saved or they 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 are not Christians and they don't um, choose to live that lifestyle, saying that you're speaking your truth, that's basically just following your own moral compass. Right. And as humans, we all fall short. So yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a touchy subject. It's interesting, but it also kind of like really goes into new age practices too, like kind of falls into that, which might be a little um, sneak peek peek into a future episode that we'll probably have. So oh, definitely will be. That'll be opening a whole new can of worms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Doreen Virtue. Can you come on our show? Though? Yes. Yeah. I got to get those guests yes. on there. Yeah. yeah. So and hopefully we'll have some really exciting guests here soon. Mm-hmm. You never know who's going to pop up. So yeah, Allison, you want to take it away? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed this and, you know, gathered some truths or some inspiration or encouragement from this. Um, and yeah, we hope to have you guys tune in with us next week. Yes. And if you have not checked us out on social media yet, we are almost everywhere at Dude I Love That Podcast. And you can reach Allison at Allison Page underscore on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I am at Olivia Heyman on Instagram as well. So. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.